Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports News Media Podcast. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett, who joins me from his location in Mobile, Alabama, as we uh, get set to just um, just share a piece of our lives with you this evening, as, as we always try to do at least at least about once a week. We've slowed down just a little bit um, that football season's over with, but we're going to pick it back up because we got a lot of stuff that's going on here. Uh, we've made it through the holidays, and, and we've got a lot of stuff happening right here now. Of course, you know, since we last uh, visited, the University of Alabama coach Nick Saban has retired, so the University of Alabama has a new football coach, so that's exciting news. Um, as a matter of fact, we're going to hit on something a little bit later that uh, we just learned tonight that only um, uh, only hit the news about two hours ago. That's great news out of Tuscaloosa if you're an Alabama fan. If you're not, you're probably cringing just a little bit, but we'll talk about that just a little bit later. Uh, right now, I just want to introduce Rick and see. Uh, i, I got to ask him, Rick, are you thawed out from our fishing trip yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know. Uh... I think the the fishing, just like uh, like our shows, and uh, with the football, we've we've all slowed down with the with the slowing down of warm weather, <laughs> cold weather. And uh, but that was a good trip we took yesterday. It just goes to prove you can still catch fish even when it is cold. And uh, well, you know, yeah, I, well, you know, we got to stick with our story. People ask us, "Did you catch any fish?" Yes, we caught some. Right, um, we, we did catch some. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was not really so much some because some. When you think of some, you think of a larger number, but we caught a sum of fish, which a sum of fish means that if you add one with one, you get two, and two is the sum of one plus one. That's right. So exactly. therefore, and and like you said yesterday, you know our our old uh, high school. Uh, algebra two teacher, Ms. Margie Long, she'd be, pr- she'd be proud of us because we're we're actually doing math on a fishing trip. So um, and um, and so so that's that's good news for us. We made several more geometric jokes uh, yesterday while we were fishing. Uh, I'm not sure. Try to take our, I'm not sure all of them can be shared, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe we get, maybe we got a smile out of her in heaven. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, no but it was a good time. It was just it was just a little cool, and, and we did catch some fish. We did <laughs> not, yeah. as many, not as many as we're accustomed to. Well, but, that's true. But we did catch some, and it, it was pretty nice out there. Just a just a bit chilly. Yeah, but like we've always said too, hey, a good a good day out on the river, you know, beats a good day at work. I mean, it's it's that, just you know, right. I mean, even a bad day on the river beats a good day at work. I mean, we we were, exactly right. we were we were doing something that we enjoyed. We were out in in um, in God's creation and enjoying the river, and went all the way to Mississippi to do it. By the way, you know, I ain't done, I ain't never done much in Mississippi, but because uh, I try to drive around it. But uh, but we did go fishing <laughs> in Mississippi yesterday. I'm scared that Mississippi's gonna stick on me if I get over there too much. But. Uh, yeah, it's a great state. It is. I, 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 I say that in that, jest. I know you do. And uh, and 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 where we were at yesterday, over around the Pascagoula River, over close to Bendale, Mississippi. Uh, a lot of history over there, and uh, and it's 
it's not as big a river system as Alabama and Tom Bigby River systems, but uh, the, the fishing is excellent over there. And uh, and so uh, just thought we'd give it a try yesterday. Uh, it, I didn't have my best day <laughs> when it comes to preparation for a fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, let me. Oh, reason yeah, we need, we need to discuss that just a little bit because. <laughs> Because you struggled a little bit early yesterday, and 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 the struggle was real, and you had us both struggling. Okay, so so let me tell you how this how this works out. So I show up. See, not only am I at the house now. Now Rick says I asked Rick. I said, okay, we're gonna go fishing, right? Yeah, we're going fishing. Okay, so what time you want to leave? Because I'm I'm used to leaving early. Usually when we go, we leave early. Yeah. But of course, with the cold weather and everything. We're not wanting to leave too early, and so Rick tells me, well, be at the house around 8, and we'll leave. And so I say, okay, so that so that means still here in, uh, here in the URI Metroplex, that means I've still got to get up and leave before the sun's actually up. So I've, I get up and pull out of the driveway at about 6.15, and it's still just a little bit dark on the outside. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm driving the hour and a half to get to Mobile to get to Rick's house. And, and when I get there, of course, Rick's in a little bit of a tizzy because he can't find the fish finder. And so the fish finder, and he's, he's done, blame, he's done put, run down a list of people that he's blamed for, not, for us not having the fish finder. So, so that's, that was problem number one because part of the, one of the people that he blamed was his beautiful wife Janet, which that's another story. She gets she gets hers later on. Okay, she got some get back, but but anyway, so she so so we're missing the fish finder. So so th- so that's upsetting, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And then you know after we okay, well forget it. We don't need the fish finder. We found enough fish in our lives. We will be our own fish finder. We leave for Mississippi. We get all the way over there and get ready to launch the boat <laughs> and realize that the rope that attaches to the front of the boat in order to launch it is not on the boat. And it's also not in the boat. And it's not in the vehicle that we drove pulling the boat. So we've got that. We're not in the normal vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So we've got that problem too. So now we have no rope. So Rick has to whip out his handy dandy pocket knife and cut us a rope off an anchor that we had planned to use. So now we can no longer use the anchor because we're having to use the boat rope or the anchor rope to launch the boat. So that's a problem. Then the ultimate of, of ultimates. And this is when I, I saw Rick kind of all of a sudden just get dramatically humble. Is he looks in the back as he's getting ready to launch the boat and says, you know what? We don't have a gas tank with gas in it. <laughs> so we have no fuel for the boat. Now here we've got a beautiful boat. It's, it's got a beautiful motor on the back. Brand new motor. Hadn't been run many hours on the river at all, but it has no gas, no gas tank. So yeah, we yeah we had a well, few we issues. Did have, we did we did have trolling motor, we had bait, and we had charged batteries. We had plenty of uh, electrical power. We, just we, we, we did. Any, uh, you know, and I thought just, though, with all that, 
with all that that you just said, with the bait and everything else, and then with the at least the electric power for the trolling motor to be able to ease up, I thought maybe that we would have caught more fish because obviously we were sneaking up on them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that didn't that plan didn't work out either. Yeah, that plan didn't yeah. work out either. We we didn't sneak up on any. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was like you said it was a it was a it was a good day. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a day that the Lord has made, and and we were glad and blessed to be in it. You know, we were just right. we were just having a good time, and that's what we do. Is when when we go off somewhere together, we typically have a good time. And yesterday was a good day. As a matter of fact, the little the little bass that, uh, you, and I'm gonna give you credit for both of them. You caught both of the fish as you usually do, um, because I just, you know, I'm, I mean, you're, you're the, you're the big fisherman. I just go along. I'm the, um, um, I'm kind of like the, the, the comedic sidekick a lot of times, but, uh, but, 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 but I, I, I enjoy watching you fish and catch them all the time, you know, and, and then if, if you and I go and Janet goes, then we're both in trouble. Because then <laughs> Janet catches all the good fish. So, but uh, it's true. She definitely usually catches the biggest one. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but uh, of course, my but, dad, my my dad was always fond of telling me, say, you know, no matter whatever happens, Janet always caught the biggest fish. Anyhow, of right. course, implying to myself here. But uh, I tell you what, talk about big fish. I still haven't forgotten that one. <laughs> the first bite that we got. Is that one that got off right oh, there again? That big, that, that big white perch. That's that's still sitting in sitting in my in well, my I'm memory. I'm not I even sure. And, and, and it may have been that may have been a that may have been a that may have been a perch, but um, but that very well could have been a big old bass. The way it be, yeah, it, it, yeah, it could have been. I I saw the flash. I think it was, <laughs> it was just a, which makes it even worse to me because I would rather catch a big white perch than a big bass. But, right. uh, I've caught the big bass in my life, and I but that was a that was a good one. But uh, but we did we had a good time. It was it was a pretty nice day. A little overcast, sun peaked out a few times, and uh, it's a beautiful place. Looks uh, looks very similar to the Oxbow Lakes. On the I was looking at the picture that we that we posted, and uh, looks very similar to the to the some of the Oxbow Lakes, the cutoffs and dead runs off the Alabama and Tom Bigby rivers, and uh, and uh, it was it was a nice day. Only only. <laughs> There, but we were the only boat in the lake. <laughs> yeah, there was nobody else there. I mean, we we didn't even pass another boat. I mean, uh, I, or another vehicle yeah. now, going now, down the road. Now we saw we saw hunters. There were hunters, and we yeah. heard dog hunters in the that weren't yeah, too far that. from us yeah. because we were on that um, that Mississippi wildlife management mm-hmm. area right there, day. you know. Yeah. And so they were running dogs, but uh, but there no nobody, you know. And and somebody said saw the post on Facebook and was talking about, you know, that I guess they were talking about both of us. I know they were showing, you know, the picture was of me holding the bass up and they said, well, he must be part Viking. Well, we're, we're both kind of part Viking anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we were, we were definitely showing our Viking blood yesterday out on the cold because I mean that you talk about, I'm glad that we left the gas tank because it was cold. cold. Yeah, it was cold enough just with the hair blowing with the trolling motor. But I could imagine <laughs> if you had 
crank that 60 up and we're we're going down the river full blast yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, that would have been rough yeah yeah that's that's true <laughs> maybe the good lord was uh you know he's looking out for us and we didn't even know it <laughs> take, t- hey takes care of drunks and fools don't he <laughs> so, uh, yeah that, remi- that reminds me of the story about the old old Old, old preacher was going down the road one day and he's riding along and about that time this guy comes out around him and uh and and passes him and and gets in front of him and he's driving real real slow and he's all over the road and the preacher's sitting there thinking he goes man this fellow up here's drunk he goes i got to get around him and about that time the preacher he's driving that you know big old preacher cadillac and he wheels out there and stomps on it and gets out around him and when he, he runs off the road a little bit and rolls his car over the preacher does. And yeah. about that time, that old guy gets out, stops, you know, he's going to help with the wreck and everything. And he is, he's, he's tore up from the floor up and he goes up there and peeps in that preacher's window. And he says, Hey, sir, can I, can I help you? And the, that, uh, <laughs> that, that preacher looks at him and says, no, son, you can't help me. The Lord's riding with me. And that old drunk says, well, you better let him ride with me before you kill him. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was a. Uh, well, I'm glad he was looking out for us. Yeah, he was looking. He was You're definitely right. looking out for I us think, yesterday. And we had enough gas in the in the in there to the, to get it back up on the trailer, which was interesting also. <laughs> yeah. And for people, for yeah. people aren't listening. This boat ramp that we launched at is a is a WMA boat ramp, and they do a good job, but it's not like a. a you know, your standard boat ramp, you'd see it like cupboards or, or boat yard or cliffs or something like that. It's kind of a rough, you need four wheel drive to launch your boat there. In other words, and, uh, we did have a, a little more of a, a little more comedy getting the, the boat back up on the trailer. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. it was, the first time we tried it, it was a bit crooked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it took a couple yeah, of tries. Yeah. We had to back it back off and try her again. And, and just in case anybody is actually uh, listening to this, this thinking, uh, the two boys was drinking, you know, but I, I can no, say neither one of them we has had no, a drink in years now. No. <laughs> we quit drinking a long time That's ago. That's right. Yeah, we were yeah. just, uh, yeah. There, it, it, we, it, we can be that goofy without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I found out a long time ago that, that yeah, I can, be, I can be stupid without drinking a drop. It just comes natural. But uh, but anyway, hey, you know, and and we're going to talk more about fishing later because we're actually planning another trip maybe next week, and maybe next week we'll have a, a better time to talk about because we're planning on going to the uh, Theodore Industrial Canal and trying to catch some um, some some trout and some some white trout, speckled trout, and uh, and some stuff that may be a little more easy to to, to get onto and that like the cold weather just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. We'll talk about that next week. Hey, I uh, w- wanted to throw that this out. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, our uh, both of us being uh, from the Atmore area and uh, and having uh, ties with Escambia County High School athletics, um, Coach Vincent Harris has announced that they're they're having a Escambia uh, County High School Blue Devil football interest meeting. They were planning to have it tomorrow wednesday tomorrow but the weather's supposed to be a little um 
bad tomorrow. So instead of having it tomorrow, they're going to have it on um, on January the 31st, which will be next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, not tomorrow. Next Wednesday, uh, January the 31st, it'll be at 3.45 p.m., and it'll be in room 509. And I know I'm just talking to a limited number of people that may be listening around the Atmore area, but Escambia County High School, they're trying to build that football program, and they've come a long way from where they were. But they're actually having an interest meeting to kind of get kids that are not yet signed up to play. They want to generate some interest this is kind of, you know, talking about college football and stuff and what's going on in college football right now. This is the Escambia County High School Blue Devils. They're basically recruiting players right now. That's what they're doing. This is this is the way you recruit it at your own school around the high school is these coaches have to get out and hit the halls because how many times have you seen, Rick, that you go to a high school football game or something and you watch and maybe the team on the field's got some, uh, you know, they got good athletes and, and a big lineman and stuff like that, but then you look in the stands and you got kids that go to the school that look like great great athletes and look like they would be make great linemen or great linebackers or whatever, and they're sitting up in the stands. And, and the whole goal of this thing is to get them out of the stands and get them on the field, man. We want to talk about you on the radio and, and watch you play the game, watch you play football. That's right, because a lot of times you don't have you- – you're de- you got to remember you're dealing with, you know, if, you know, sometimes 14, 15, 16 year old kids and, and younger. And, uh, and, and the truth of the matter is a lot of times, you know, you don't know what's going on in their heads. They, they don't, they may not know that, you know, how much they can contribute in a team sport like football or how good an athlete they may actually be. And, and I've known, uh, from my, <clears throat> my coaching experience, uh, uh, quite a few like that. They didn't didn't really know how they how good they were until they got out there and were able to display it. You got to try. And, uh, but that that's right. And and really, especially with football, it, it's more about about for most of them. Now you got your great athletes and 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 and, and stuff, but uh, a lot of them don't realize how, that you know football is one of those sports. Not just football, but any of the any of the you know the, uh, the prep sports and stuff. They you know. It's more about your effort and how hard you're willing to work and, and setting goals and accomplishing something, and uh, so that's why a lot of them don't go out until a good, a, you know, a good enough coach can come along. Sometimes, just like Coach Vincent Harris, and and, and get that interest up. You know, Apple had a pretty good roster last year, the biggest roster they've had in a long time, and uh, went six and four, best record they've had. Uh, they've they've only gone they they haven't done better than six and four and. Uh, like 15 years uh, so uh, yeah and you know and uh, so uh, you know they just need to they need everybody to come out and and and, and be the change don't wait for somebody else to change Escambia County High School get out there and do it yourself That's right. and uh, and then hopefully they will and uh, we'll do our part try and Try to help them out, yeah. Try try to help them out, just promoting them and everything, because we're still we're still old blue devils at heart, no doubt. You know, we'll always bleed blue and white. And and let me let me clear something up real quick before we move on, because I said room five oh nine, because that's what I looked down. Well. It wasn't called Room 509 back when we were in school. It's the weight room is basically what it is. They, it's got a number, but it's out there. It's the big field house weight room anyway. That's where it's at. And so um, it's the and, new one. The yeah, new one. Yeah. 
Yeah, they got a Cadillac over there now. That you know that they've got new upgrading the facilities, and that's so good to see, man. That uh, that that the money's being spent on these uh, these high school sports because it's trickle down. Because even though it is, it's a weight room and it's a football dressing room combined. That weight room facility is there for girls softball, girls basketball, volleyball team. You know, they all utilize this this weight room facility. It's not just for the football players. So, so you know, you got to keep in mind with that. But but this is a football meeting, and it is going on next uh, Wednesday the 31st um, at 345. And according to what I'm reading here, any current 8th grader, because that means they'll be in the ninth grade next year. So if you're in the 8th grade or above, except for you seniors, unless, you know, uh, unless you're – in danger, well, yeah, if, if you were in danger like I was maybe repeating your senior year, then, uh, then you might could hang around. But may, mainly it's 8th through the 11th grade. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I was I was having a little a little issue with college prep English, but Ms. Renee Wilkins got me through that So and, and, and got me able to graduate with my class. So uh, – but anyway, that's going on next Wednesday. You know, uh, something else uh, that that I'm doing right now, I'm involved in, and, and of course, uh, we've been holding meetings. And, and let me encourage people that may, we're talking about high school sports in the state of Alabama. Let me tell you, there is a shortage of high school officials in every sport. Every sport, there is a shortage of officials. If you want to make some extra money, and, and if you're willing to work and get involved and you, you love a sport, whether it be basketball or whether it be volleyball or whether Alabama even has and we've got it in our area, even wrestling now, um, baseball, softball. I, I'm a softball official now. I used to do baseball. I've done baseball for years and years. But right now at the high school level, I'm just doing softball. And the reason being is is because as I've gotten older, I can't stay on the field quite as long as I used to, so uh, so I kind of have scaled my, and and the the softball is a little bit easier on my body being the the shorter basis. But if if you're if you're a baseball guy or a or a basketball guy or or wrestling or volleyball and 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 you want to get out and get involved in local high school sports, then find somebody. Hit me up for that matter. You know, find me and say, hey, look, tell me how to become an official in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, and, and I can help you uh, and am willing to help you. I mean, if you want to be an official in the state of Alabama and make some sideline money, and, and it can be some – I mean, it can be some legit money. You can you can make some money, and you don't mind. You know, I mean, you gotta have a gotta have a little bit of a thick skin. You really do, but it's not that not as bad as as ever as everybody thinks it is. You know, I mean, I've I've yeah. heard some over the years that I've done things, done baseball for so long. I mean, I I've heard some really incredible stuff yelled at me that uh, <laughs> that I you know some of the best. Some of the best stuff that I've ever heard. Let's see, I've I've been yelled at through the fence. You're not the worst I've ever seen. You're just the worst I've seen today. <laughs> you know, uh, th- that kind of thing is just is just cool as all get out. And and then I did hear from from behind me one time when I was calling a game behind the plate. They said obvious obviously they didn't make that rule book in braille. And uh, I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. Good, and I've heard a time or two to to give that C and I dog a biscuit. 
I have heard that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, all seriousness. If you want to be an official in the uh, in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, then by all means, just hit me up and uh, and I'll guide you the way you need to go because we're yeah. We're looking for baseball and softball officials right now. And if you want to get started and do some summer league stuff, uh, I handle a lot of the umpiring at, at Northwest Escambia Park down in, in Brat, Florida, and Walnut Hill. And so I can I can hook you up there, too. I can, I well, can you help know, you. It's another, it's another opportunity to have a good influence on, 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 on our youth. And, uh, the and, youths. And, 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 and the youths. That's right. That's right. And they, and they, they need it, and uh, and they, I mean they're they're almost to the point of desperation uh, for, for officials around the state, and not just Alabama, but Florida and Mississippi also. And uh, <clears throat> there almost seems to be a little bit of an epidemic in this country of people just not getting involved. And and the, the great thing about the officiating is not voluntary. You do get paid. You don't get paid a lot, but it all just kind of depends on how much time you've got. Uh, if you've got plenty of time on your hand, I know some several people that uh, in in Lewis uh, trying to collect their their uh, social security and things like that. They're retired and you know living off what they can make off of their investments and things like that. They kind of so they just they're just trying to make a, a, a little bit of secondary income. Of course, they enjoy football. I know several in in the uh, the group out of Mobile for the high school officiating that make you know four or five hundred dollars a week doing uh, games during the week because you've got youth football games, you've got flag football games, you've got JV football games, and you've got the games on Thursday night, high school games on Thursday nights. Most of them are on Friday nights. And uh, a lot of, you know, there's quite a few on Saturday nights. Right. Then you have the youth football leagues on Saturday. It's when a lot of the youth football games are played. And you can, you know, I don't know, you might know, Rick, uh, what they make. A pretty good bit per game. So well, if you it, you got it you got all day the, to do it. Yeah, it it depends on where you're at. You know where you're calling, uh, and and those, you know, at the youth level and everything, you usually have a group of guys that form what is referred to as an association or a group, and and then and then they go out to these, you know, these youth leagues and stuff, and they will negotiate a price per game. And I, I mean, you know. Most of the time, now, now, don't don't think that this is everybody, but but I know that most of the guys around here they're making they're making forty dollars or so a game. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it's and they- you know for for youth football now they're making forty forty five dollars a game, and they're usually calling about four games because there's usually those youth games they usually run about an hour apiece. So in about a four-hour time frame, you're going out there and making yeah about $160 on a Saturday, which what else are you doing to make that $160 on a Saturday? If you're sitting at the house not doing anything, then that Saturday becomes a very lucrative Saturday for you. And, uh, and then not only that, you know, you can use that money and squirrel it back. It means that you're able to, to buy extra things and do extra things for your family on the holidays. I mean, hey, I'm, you know, um, and I will say this, you know, I mean, high school softball is starting and we're doing meetings right now. Well, the season kicks off about a month from now, about February the uh, 15th, 16th is when our first games are. And, and, you know, you have you have softball tournaments and things like that going on. And, I mean, I look forward to my time from, from that 
about second week of February on on into around you know June and and July. Before, I mean, baseball and softball gets me back to football season. I mean, honestly, that's what that's what I use it for. And I do I do baseball, do youth baseball, and then I do high school softball and some youth softball and stuff like that. And so I mean, you know, from from the middle of February over until it's time for us to start kicking off um, football broadcasts and everything like that. I mean, I'm I'm wide open, and um, and and that that money comes in handy. It really does, and and it's it's a good way to do it. And, and I'm gonna say something about this. You know, th- they're Fans are as bad as officials let them become. Uh, I mean, and and you know, fans can be the the fans at especially at a lot of little league games and stuff like that. I mean, they can they can be harsh, and most of the time, the ones that yell the loudest are the ones that know the least about the game. I mean, that's what I found out. I mean, these are just people that are you know they would they're going to yell regardless because it's just in them to do that but you know if you control your game and stuff like that and you can you know there's ways to handle things and 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 ways to get to get around it uh i still do it because i enjoy it i do it for the kids i enjoy it um you know it's not as much for the money uh i just enjoy the game I, i enjoy being a part of the game and uh, and I can't play anymore, so um, you know. And I, I've done done my share of coaching, so so now you know co- the coaching just didn't pay, you know. But I do I do repay myself now with a little bit of money, getting able to go out and, and umpire. So if you want to be an official in some way, form, or fashion, let then just let us know. Yeah, we'll we'll hook you up. It doesn't matter doesn't matter where you're at. Just let us know. I mean, I can direct you in the way to go and and it doesn't matter where what state or whatever you know i can walk you through the steps of how to get involved and um and uh and get that done but anyway all right so so we've talked about that we've talked about escambia county high school we've talked about our fishing trip but that wasn't a catching trip it was just just a fishing trip um good news out of the uh state of alabama out of tuscaloosa rick you know we 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 talked about that you know i mean we haven't been on the air with a podcast since coach nick saban retired um about two weeks ago as a matter of fact it was it'll be two weeks tomorrow uh i think because it was on a wednesday that he announced his retirement and uh you, you know there there's there's kind of been an ebb and flow there's been a panic among the Alabama nation, which we attribute ourselves to being a part of because we're both Alabama Crimson Tide fans. I am in great relief after two weeks. Um, I got kind of anxious there in the middle about a week ago, but I've, I've, I've kind of calmed down and thought through the process, and, and I've educated myself um, with our new coaching hires and everything that we've got in Tuscaloosa, and I really feel like I really feel good about the way the program is going after Coach Saban, and um, and and I think we're going in a good direction. As a matter of fact, and and, and agree or disagree, 
I heard a guy today on the radio. I listened to Ryan Fowler. If if you want to download an app, if you're an Alabama fan and want to download an app to put on your phone that is just incredible, there is an app for a radio station in Tuscaloosa called Tide 100.9. And there's a guy on the air there on the after, in the afternoons from 2 until 6. His name is Ryan Fowler, and he has been following Alabama football for years and years, and and the uh, Tide 100.9 is the Crimson Tide radio station in the city of Tuscaloosa. And so you can download this app, and you can listen to Ryan, and I've called into Ryan's show a, a couple of times and talked to him on the air and uh, and just putting my two cents in on things that they talked about, and I've done it since Coach Saban left. And, um, you know, he had a guy on today, and I, I can't remember – the guy's name next week i will share who this guy is because what this guy does is he is a professional you know you've got these um outfits that that they they do recruiting like 24 7 and rivals and all this they 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 look at these recruits and they tell you how good the recruits are well this guy's got his own deal and he doesn't he doesn't look at recruits he looks at coaches, and in every area, with the exception of head coach, and said that only time will tell there, of course, because Coach DeBoer, Coach Caleb DeBoer does just not have the time in as a head coach that Coach Nick Saban uh, has at this juncture that he has retired. Said <clears throat> that in every other area on the Alabama coaching staff, that the coaching hires that have been made in the two weeks since Coach Saban left have just about all been improvements in our coaching staff. And and at first, when I first heard this guy, because I heard this guy a week ago, and then they had him back today, and I listened to him again today and what he had to say, and he makes more sense than I ever could because he really knows his stuff, and he follows these college coaches. And he says that overall, because on a, high, on a, on a college coaching staff, you've got basically five defensive coaches, five offensive coaches, and then you usually got like a special teams coach. So you've got 11 coaches mixed in there, or you may have the head coach and you may have five and five, and then one of your defensive coaches may act as the special teams coordinator. That's the only thing that Alabama has not hired right now or named is a special teams coach. But he said with the, uh, with the 10 coaches that Alabama has right now on board with coach Caleb DeBoer in Tuscaloosa, that they are the number one ranked college football coaching staff in the nation and the team that is right behind them is the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I think he doesn't have an extensive head coaching uh, record, but uh, Kalen DeBoer's got uh, the record that he has is outstanding. And, uh, well, he's, he's won I everywhere think, he's been. At every level yeah. he's been at. Yeah, yeah, and won championships. So, I mean, and, this and guy started. Yeah. yeah, this guy started in NAIA football, where they were on their way to NAIA national championship games and would stop the stinking bus 
and serve the kids on the team sandwiches on the side of the road because they didn't have a budget, but he won at that level and won championships. And then then he stepped up to like Division II football from there, and he won national championships there. And he was he was only at Washington for two years, and he left Washington to come to Alabama. And in the two years he was at Washington, he took a team with subpar talent. When you compare them to what Alabama or another SEC school would have, he took a team with with lesser talent to the national championship game. Yeah, yeah I mean. And look at the coaches, the assistants that he's hired. Two, two of them are two well-known head coaches. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, and Alabama's going to have a, uh, and I know you've got a little announcement here about some of the recruits, some recruiting news, but, you know, they lost a few players. Uh, and, you know, it's it been, you know, kind of tough, you know, losing Isaiah Bond uh, and uh, losing Caleb Downs. Uh, but, you know, might have lost a couple of players anyhow, no matter what. Oh, well, you, yeah, you were going to lose them anyway. Yeah, the core of the team is still there, in, including Jalen Milrow. And, uh, you you know, we lost uh, a couple of running backs. Uh, uh, one decided to, you know, go to the NFL. One's entered the transfer portal. Uh, Boyd L. Williams, you know, but he wasn't the starter. I mean, uh, so – Anyhow, I think the thing that the key point is that Alabama's got just just loaded with talent, no matter what. They're still going to have more five star players than anybody else. And of course, I know you've got some news about another particular uh, five star that that could be making a decision here pretty pretty soon. Well, and 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 yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and just let that cat out of the bag because I know we need to wrap this thing up because we're working on uh, forty minutes or so here on this thing, and, and we don't want to bore people to death, but. But, yes, Ryan Williams, the kid that we went and got to see play a couple of times when we followed uh, Sarah Lynn at the end of the year, you know, once once W.S. Neal football was over with, we didn't have playoff games to do on the radio anymore, we went and followed um, Sarah Lynn, the University of Sarah Lynn, as they like to refer to themselves, and we referred to them that way too because, I mean, it's incredible to go watch football over there. If you've never been, make a point to go. Uh, I will say that because it is a it is a great place to go watch football. You're treated well there as a fan. You know, I mean, you're you're. I mean, we we made friends in the two weeks we were there, just uh, watching football there. Didn't know didn't know anybody. Nobody knew us from Adam's house cat. But we we got up there and just started jihawing with the crew around us and uh, made some great friends. You know, I mean, that's the great thing about. High school sports and sports in general is is uh, over the years. You just you make lifelong friends at ballparks, you know, and that's that's just cool. But anyway, getting to the the announcement that was made, there was there's you know Alabama's been very high on this uh, reclassified wide receiver from Saraland named Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams is an incredible player. The guy can outrun the wind. He can fly. And and he's a good receiver, got great hands. Uh, he's a stud. He, um, a matter of fact, he reclassified and is going to come out a year early so that he can go ahead and sign and be up there early to uh, participate on the field for whoever he signs with um, this year, this fall. So he will be a, instead of being a 2025 uh, commit, he's now a 2024 commit. 
rumor was or the or the story was that he he had visited Alabama this weekend, had a great weekend. He was next supposed to go to the University of Texas in Austin. He has canceled his trip to Texas and is no longer going to Texas. He's supposed to have another visit to go to Auburn, but his heart is in Tuscaloosa. And they said that he may end up going to Auburn just for the trip, but the way things are looking, the way things are being uh, coming, and I saw this first by watching some YouTube videos earlier before we started this, and I also confirmed it on AL.com that all this did take place about two hours ago and that that um, Ryan Williams, wide receiver from Sarah Land, a five-star recruit, has canceled his trip to Austin, Texas, and um, everybody in, in Tuscaloosa is ecstatic because they say that that, you know, until the ink's on the paper, it hadn't happened yet, but they say he is very heavy, very heavily leaning towards signing with Alabama, and he wants to do it on February the 9th because February the 9th will be, get this, it will be the kid's 17th birthday. He's yeah. only 16. Yeah. And like you said, we've, we've seen him play, and, I mean, it, it's not hype. Uh, just like with Cam Coleman, the, the good player from uh, uh, Phoenix City that's going to Auburn, He's that that level. I mean, yeah, he's, he's really he's really good. And uh, so, uh, and then his, his buddy McKibway, who, who played for uh, Clay Chalfel, uh they're they're really good friends. And and he said all along, he goes, look, just take my word for it." <laughs> I know he doesn't speak for Ryan Ryan uh, Williams, but he said he he he's coming to Bama with me. <laughs> so, so we hope he does. We we hope he does for sure. Well, and, and, you know, getting back to, to, to where we were, you know, that is exciting news. And I, I was just tickled to death and just because I've been following that story, you know, uh, since the coaching change and everything, just to, I'll be like anybody else. I'll tell you, I, I mean, I was a little nervous there in the beginning because I didn't know who Caleb DeBoer is. But the more I read about him and the more that comes out about him, the more I see these coaches that he's hired, the more I hear about these guys that are talking about how good this coaching staff is going to be. And, and that they are and, and everything. I mean, I just feel like I just feel like people are, are hold, you know, people are sitting back wanting Alabama to fail. And I think Alabama got stronger. I mean, I really I, – and it's not – it ain't got anything – you know, Nick Saban is Nick Saban. I mean, he's the GOAT. There ain't no doubt about that. But to replace Coach Saban – with what we've replaced him with in Tuscaloosa has just been incredible to watch all that come together. And people, you know, hey, I'm going to go back to what Milrow and them wore on the T-shirt. You know, I'm going to tell them, Lank, you know, let all naysayers know that, uh, guess what, we're going to tee it up. We're going to tee it up this fall. And we may we may take a, sh- a short little minuscule step back as far as a program. Uh, but I really feel like Alabama's going to make that 12-team playoff. And I tell you one thing: if you if you put them in a 12-team playoff, because this guy, Coach DeBoer, with lesser talent and a team that was actually on paper better than him on paper in Oregon this this very season previous, he beat Oregon twice. Yeah, the I mean, man, can, the man that's... can coach. That's right. I mean, and that that Oregon team, that they were sort of, 
And at least out west, kind of everybody, especially we'll, we'll just say media darling. And, uh, we, you know, had a, and I like Bo Nix. Had a good, you know, Bo Nix, the quarterback, as a, you know, one of the people was invited to New York for the Heisman ceremony. Well, yeah, and, he's uh, a stud. I mean, but they could not be Washington. They got two chances at it and couldn't beat them either time. And, uh, and neither could Texas, the team that beat Alabama. That's right. Uh, they, they also beat Texas. So, uh, yeah, I think Alabama. I think I, I think Alabama will be in twelve team playoff next year, uh, and we'll just have to wait and see. You know, if there's if, if there is a drop off, may not be any. There might be. I mean, well, as our, our as our as our cousins in Israel say, uh, we'll just we, we will live and see. Well, and and I know it's way too early to say because this is exactly the way it was put. But the way too early top twenty five for next year. Under the current situation, with the with the kids that Alabama's got coming back, and the recruits and the coaching staff that they have in place right now, right now in the way too early top twenty five, Alabama comes in ranked number four. Yeah, I think that's a good ranking that's myself. Pretty, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think and I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, I, you know, I I think uh, you got the the coach that was in the. In, in the championship game, coaching in Alabama, now, you don't have you know Coach Saban there, but uh, I mean, it, well, you do sort of have Nick Saban there. He really didn't go anywhere. Yeah, he's, he's he just retired. He's still going to have access to the program. He's still going to be there, and uh, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and it wouldn't matter if Nick Saban or or Kalen DeBoer were there, because one fact remains: Alabama's always going to be Alabama. Period. And uh, people don't like for you to say that, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> people get butt hurt when you say that because they, you know, they want to. The, these are the same people that say, "Well, y'all ain't won all. Y'all ain't really won all them national championships." Uh, well, one more than you, even yeah, no matter no matter yeah. no matter how you want to yeah, count it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if we've won three, we've won one more than you. That's it's kind of right. like you know. Kind of, kind of like when you're driving that old hoopty car down the road. You know, the best thing you can do is drive that old hoopty and be proud of it. Put a sign on the back of it that says, I might be slow, but I'm ahead of you. But uh, <laughs> Slap a roll tide sticker in the that's back, right. too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, well, that's where we are. And uh, and this has been a good time tonight, Rick. I appreciate you, man. And, uh, yes, and you know, get a chance to just uh, – share with each other and of course uh, i've been sitting here uh because i'm up a little later than i want to be on on this night it's right at 10 o'clock uh here central time and uh, we're fixing to get this thing and sling it all the way across the world uh on the on the as they say on the world wide web we're gonna we're gonna put it out there wherever you can pick up a podcast and see how many likes and everything we get on it I, I will say this as we close you know if if you find the podcast like it share it with your friends and uh, help us grow it we're just trying to to grow this thing and, and we're just having fun together that's all we are just a couple old boys that like to get sit around and we like to talk about hunting and fishing and football and other things and just just make it light keep it light and just we're just going through life enjoying life enjoying what god has given us and we're appreciative of it and we we thank him for it and give him all the praise and glory amen yes sir well with that being said sir you and uh, your bride have a good night and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you 
between now and then, but we'll do this again next week. How about that? That sounds good, Ricky. All right, good to good to hear from you. You too, brother.